You're listening to the Awesome Podcast Network. This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now your hosts, Daniel Sanangelo and Trey Harris. He chose poorly. But you, our dear listeners, have chosen wisely, for you are back. For the final episode of our Indiana Jones trilogy coverage, as we discuss Indiana Jones and Last Crusade only on 80s Revisited. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Harris. I'm the other, Dan Angelo. With us, as always, is my dad, Jesse Sedgley. Finish him! Why am I your dad? Because Indiana Jones and oh. Sean Connery, I don't know. I guess I could have okay. pre-planned that a little bit better, yeah. and you'd be like, Junior! Well, if you oh, said, well. I am Indiana Jones, that would make yeah, a lot more sense. Yeah, it would have made more sense. Sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> a wasted attempt at humor. But, uh... Oh. As we wrap up the Indiana Jones trilogy, again, remember, it's just a trilogy. There is no waking nightmare that exists that belongs with this that you should ever pay any attention question. to. If they make this fifth one, it's fantastic for some odd reason. It's the fourth one. <laughs> 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 you, okay. It's the you Phantom Menace. totally skipped through it. Gotcha. It's literally the Phantom Menace. It's, not, it's a ghost and <laughs> is a menace to everything that's holy about this trilogy. Like we said. But anyway, this one was released May 24th, 1989. IMDb gives it an 8.3 Rotten Tomatoes, 91% audience, 88% excuse me, critics. The budget on this one was an estimated $48 million, open to 29.3, which is more than any of us will make in our lifetime. Domestic gross was $197 million. Worldwide, $474 million. So, Tiny. yeah. It's really surprising with grosses like that. Yeah. Uh, it's that gross. A, a, <laughs> a fourth installment didn't come, you know, not that long. So after soon him. after. I mean, maybe if they had had they done it, you know, immediately after, it would not be spoken with such cursed tones and dark hushed circles. Mm. It could have been so much better. But anyway, could have been something. In fact, uh, when they announced that there was going to be a new one, of course, I was I was extreme. Everybody, I believe, I want to say, was probably really excited. That was when they announced. You know, they just had the new Rambo, the new Rocky, the new Die Hard. Or the second to last new Die Hard, as now there's been even another one, which we talked about on here briefly. Uh, everybody's super excited. And after Last Crusade, there was actually a book series. Well, maybe, I mean, it was after Last Crusade, but maybe in the 90s sometime, kind of when the book, the Star Wars novels kind of kicked off too. There were Indiana Jones novels, and they were actually, you know, I read them. There's, I think, I don't know, I read three of them. And I assume there were probably more, but like he went after Noah's Ark and the Spirit of Destiny and some other stuff like that, you know, other religious artifacts along with the theme. Not, but fucking aliens, but anyway, maybe that maybe that's what they were trying to say with the one that we will not name is that you know Han Solo's dreams in carbonite were in fact Indiana Jones trying to put the two worlds to put together. together. No, maybe he got confused. He wrote all that out. He's like, ah, finally Star Wars Seven. I'm done. He's like, no, no, we're making Indiana Jones. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah. Well, I'm not writing. Rewriting. Uh, these will turn into monkeys. <laughs> yeah. This will just Leia will be this. You know, it's easy it's fix. Here you go. Put it Done. all onto Earth first, and then. And it started it off out. so promisingly, but an, enough I, of that. I really don't remember much of that. That's movie. a good thing. 
Never. Especially the beginning. It's it's okay to forget traumatic moments <laughs> in your yeah, life. Very. But anyway, on with what some may say is the best in the Indiana Jones trilogy, The Last Crusade. Uh, of course, just like the previous two, directed by Spielberg. Uh, this one was written by Jeffrey Bohm. Uh, of course, again, based on a story by George Lucas. But Jeffrey Bohm, I like him. He's written some other things that are, that are extremely good and which will eventually most likely be covered on this podcast, uh, such as Inner Space, Dennis Quaid, Martin Short, comedic hit, also starring Meg Ryan, uh, The Lost Boys, which will be one of our movies this year in our Halloween horror Ooh. coverage, which will be coming up very shortly. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, and he also wrote Lethal Weapon 2 and 3. Uh, of course, Shane Black wrote the first one, uh, but he did 2 and 3, so there you go. And again, of course, Harrison Ford, no other person could ever be Indiana Jones. Even when Sean Patrick Flannery played young Indiana Jones, it Powder. didn't work. Yeah, <laughs> Or one of the McManus brothers, if you go that route from I always Boondock call him Saints. Powder, even though I, I love Boondock Saints. I still call him Powder. It's like, man, look at Powder, shoot that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he, got a, he finally got rid of that skin problem. Yeah. And he can't heal people anymore, relive or channel traumatic <laughs> thoughts of animals dying to right. hunters who you know are just hunting legally right it's not like the wolverine where they're poaching illegal animals and he has to wreak <laughs> justice upon them he's oh you shot a deer fuck you okay whatever five powder i like that movie uh, i've <laughs> never liked that movie well, i remember when it came out well, it was Mom a big deal a lot of people liked it and i was just like yeah. didn't see it in the theater rented it and i was just like wow this is what everybody was talking about <laughs> I've only seen it that one time, so maybe if I watch it as an adult, not a 15-year-old, maybe Probably I'd have not. a different appreciation for yeah, it, but I don't pe- think so. People like stories about Oh, what's this, misfits. fucking Gatsby? He had little glasses in the hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Y'all can't see it. Sorry, everybody out there, but it was Gatsby-esque. God, it doesn't even look the same. <laughs> like, I guess opposed to, like, New Boondock Saints or even Young Indiana Jones. I think he's had work done. Maybe. Something with his face. Yeah. But anyway, the biggest addition to the cast for this one, of course, the always great Sean Connery as Dr. John Sr. Of course, he was in Dragonheart and started the role of James Bond in Dr. No. And he forsi- forsook, <laughs> forsaked, he forsook playing the role of Saruman to play in The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Hmm. True story. <laughs> he also turned down a role in The Matrix because he thought it was a bunch of rubbish. He's got enough money. It's cool. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So it would have been nice to, uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, in Lord of the Rings, I would have to say I think they did a good job with Christopher Lee. Yeah. Because I could just see Gandalf. Didn't, didn't get the they, fuck out, your country. Didn't they edit out a lot of him in the third one, right? The Return of the King. You hardly ever. Yeah, so Saruman. Huh? Yeah. Well, he dies anyway. You, Spoiler. You kind of wonder. Shit. Sorry, everybody. For a movie from <laughs> 2003. You kind of wonder if it was Sean Connery, would they have done they, the same thing? Nah, I don't know. It Fuck seems it, to be Peter Jackson dying. has a good... <laughs> not necessarily to that, but like, just have his little screen. He comes you back know? like repeatedly throughout <laughs> Return of the King. I'm not dead, you bastard. <laughs> Different color. You can't wizard. kill me. Yeah. <laughs> he just fills the Pelinor. He's just like, I can't die. He's a yellow wizard. And he comes back a different color. <laughs> Shows up at the wedding at the end, just starts smashing yeah. people, kicking them off the edge. <laughs> like 300. Yeah. Yeah. Get Before off my castle, you cunt. Because <laughs> I always imagine him using the word cunt repeatedly. Right. If you ever watch the outtakes on The Rock, that's like his favorite curse word. Oh, cunt. And he, like, he runs in the scene where he's escaping in, 
when he gets his hair cut, and he, if you have seen The Rock, you know what I'm talking oh, yeah. about. He runs to the elevator, and it closes right as the FBI agents get there. But on the deleted scenes, he runs in, he pushes the button, and the elevator doesn't close. And he's like, close, you cunt! <laughs> Just screaming at the elevator. It's so funny. One of my favorite outtakes next to the one from Rush Hour 2. Which is, 2 is a lot of them. Yeah. Chris, Chris Tucker cannot call Jackie Chan uh, Carter. No, Carter was his name. Whatever his name was, Jackie Chan's name was in the movie. Because they call him Jackie, 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 take care of this guy. Mm. <laughs> was his it, name's was, Lee, goddammit. That was Don yeah. Cheadle, wasn't it? Yeah, but that's his name was Lee. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Jackie yeah I should have known that. Yeah, it's <laughs> Lee and Kata. Yeah. Chief Inspector Lee. That's one of the funniest outtake. Mm. If you, it was Rush Hour 2, wasn't it? Yeah. That's what I say. Like, if you have that or if you haven't seen it, it's worth YouTube. it. YouTube. Yeah, a lot it's, of yeah, it's got to be on, on YouTube. There. He ain't going to be a Rush Hour 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the ones at the end of the movie, actually. Yeah. Aren't they just at the end of the movie? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of like Liar, Liar. And, yeah. Liar, Liar. And outtakes were hilarious, too. Was it at the end of the movie or was it in, like, deleted, like an outtake no, reel for that? No, it was at the end of the movie. I thought Rush Hour 2 was in the end. Yeah, you're right. Not The Rock. That would have been funny if they did that for The Rock. Like it would have ruined the dramatic aspect of what they were going for. Serious action movie, and then they play out things at the end. Let's see, what would be the most inappropriate movie for them to do that in? Schindler's List. That's the exact one. I swear to God, that was that the was exact one I was thinking. <laughs> Schindler's List. It's like, you know, Hell Hitler. <laughs> Everybody's laughing. Get the oven, you Jews. <laughs> Kids doing a little jig at the bottom of the porta potty. <laughs> little girl in the red coat, like, Our saving private Ryan. They're on the beach, like <laughs> the dude with his guts hanging out, like <laughs> laughing. Oh, it's Something cold. Bit me. Yeah. <laughs> it's not hot. Yeah, that'd be funny. But the thing is, you know, they exist. Like, yeah, they just don't. We're not going to put them on the extra features because yeah. this is dramatically. That'd be rude. Rude for, for some of the ones and <laughs> some of the ones that we've reviewed. I would like to see some uh, shining. The Shining. Uh, Those are probably outtakes. actually scary. <laughs> yeah. He's like, in fact, the outtakes are actually they in put the that movie. in a movie. <laughs> Jack Nicholson really got pissed off and yeah. just took an axe from yeah that whole thing him crashing through the door that wasn't planned that was <laughs> that's all I'm saying <laughs> that was she looked truly feared because yeah. she was yeah. <laughs> she said you don't you don't park in Jack's space <laughs> or something I, don't know, I guess he didn't park or whatever anyway you hear he retired but from acting I heard that was like a one of those you know that was a hoax that's what I heard. I just heard it short oh well okay so but glad he's not well, makes sense I mean if he did <laughs> you don't really see him too much anyway. I don't even know Sean Connery retired until like maybe a year or two ago because I was like, where the hell? Actually, it might have been we were talking on this podcast. Like, where's Sean Connery? No, it was Rick Moranis. I think y'all told me. Right. Not Sean Connery. Yeah. What about him? I thought he was dead. And you're like, no, he just retired. Like Sean Connery. You're like, mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> Living in Arizona somewhere or some shit. No, he's he's uh, producing music now. Uh, Rick Moranis? Yeah, for the most part. He has like country album. Hey, guys, uh, could you like turn it up a little bit? Maybe a little yeah. more banjo over there, please? <laughs> I'll shrink it down, make it really okay, and get you a good 501k for your accounting purposes. Yeah, come on, you hosers. Turn it down. <laughs> Anybody want to play Parcheesi? <laughs> what movie are we talking about again? <laughs> anyway, everybody, uh, of course, again, Sean Connery was added to the cast. John Rhys-Davies returns as Saul in this one. Of course, he was absent in Temple of Doom. Uh, Denim Elliott returns as well. He was not in Temple of Doom. Uh, as Marcus Brody. Uh, and Allison Duty is the love interest in this one, and by far the most gorgeous love interest in the entire trilogy. Uh, she was Elsa. She also played in A View to Kill and Major League Two. Mm. The best of the major leagues, if you ask me. They, they're Were close those 80s to me. movies? They're really close. Uh, the first one, well, it had to be maybe 90s. One and two. The first major league may have been, it, it may have been late 80s. It could have been. Well, if two was 94, one would have to be. 
Let's find ninety. Out. Like yeah, I think you, know, you need a, at the end of the eighties or right eighty nine. Oh wow! <laughs> Look up Field of Dreams for me real quick. Oh yeah, because we're talking about it on the way because Daniel hasn't seen it. Eighty nine. Uh oh, we're gonna have a sports month. Yeah. <laughs> Some Field Rockies up in there. Rocky Four, Field of Dreams. I probably watched ten seconds of that movie. So there you. You go. don't know what you're missing on that one. Well, let's do it. It, it makes men cry. <laughs> Won't make me cry. Mystic oh. River makes me cry. Mystic River. Uh, if you don't like it because it didn't it was make a, me cry. But that was a powerful part, it, dude. It, I ain't saying it's not. I'm just saying it didn't make me cry. Big fish makes me cry. If you're not really? human, if that doesn't make you, which part? At the end, all of it. No. <laughs> Where he, the son takes over and yeah. like starts telling yeah. the story. That's that's good. Yeah. That's a good part. The I Fresh like Prince it. of Bel Air episode. <laughs> but his dad. It's a sad episode. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Everyone, take a moment. <laughs> Oh, just sit hear, right there. Did you hear what Will Smith's son said? <laughs> he said like people just not go to school and just go straight like and just pretty much oh, yeah, forget yeah. school. Like <laughs> that dude. Didn't needs, hear that. that. The same thing had been a joke on the internet. Like Will Smith's son needs to move out of Bel Air and go to <laughs> West Philadelphia and learn what real life's about. That could be a great television show. Did you see um, the way he wrote it? Every mm-hmm. word was capitalized. Oh, like <laughs> a grammatical error yeah. and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> It was pretty bad. So yeah, on his tweet, every single word is capitalized. It's like that's not how you cap. It's just wrong. If everybody in the world dropped out of school, we would. And it's a run-on sentence, by the way. Yeah. Have a much more intelligent society. No comments. Explain. Does he have a movie about to come out? About a kid that drops out of school. No, no, just in general, like the whole Miley Cyrus thing. Oh. If he's just trying to this find publicity his, right now. This is his twerking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Does he have a movie about to come out? No, no. Uh, after 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 Earth, him or his dad might not have another he's, one for a while. <laughs> he's finishing on After Earth. Although I have that to watch on my flash drive, I just haven't gotten around to it. You probably shouldn't get around to it. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I'm gonna see. I like the premise. It's one of those where, like, watching the trailer, the premise interested me, but then it's like, eh, we'll see what happens. And it's then so also, young in the Karate Kid, and now he looks so much older. Like his dad. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? And I really want to see After Earth, honestly, because on uh, that other podcast, how this get made. They talked right. about it and it made it seem really awesome. <laughs> Awesomely <laughs> I did terrible. To that. But anyway, uh, where are we at? Oh, uh, Julian Glover plays Donovan. He was also in Troy and he was the uh, the AT-AT pilot in Empire Strikes Back who blows mm. up the shield generator on Hoth. Good for him. So he screws over the rebels and then he gets his comeuppance by drinking out of the wrong grail. Spoiler. And a young River mm. Phoenix as young Indiana Jones. He was also, of course, was- in Stand By Me and My Own Private Idaho. And he's never really old. Yeah. Ooh. Forever young. <laughs> I want to be forever young. Anyway, impromptu karaoke. Yeah. But uh, he was actually handpicked by Harrison Ford to play his younger self in this because they worked together on a film called The Mosquito Coast, and Harrison Ford obviously liked him, which is that's a big. Who like, you know? You know, that's like yeah. uh, in wrestling. You know, mm-hmm. when uh, the Macho Man puts you over, yeah. make you know, make you know, when one of the big guys lets you beat them or says they want to lose to you, like that's like they call it putting you over and like kind of makes you a star then. A lot of careers are made like that in that industry. Kind of similar thing in this situation where, like, Ford's like, hey, you should pick this guy. Nobody's going to question Harrison Ford. Yep, yes, okay. Yes, sir. You know, Spielberg might when he's like, hey, I'm Indiana Jones and Han Solo. What the fuck are you going to do, Spielberg? I'm going to go make War Horse. <laughs> fuck yourself. Anyway, but on with this movie. <laughs> this is just scattered. We're talking about everything. That's okay. It's good. I like it. Yeah, we're still less than 20 minutes in. Oh, good. We, we can recover and get it focused. <laughs> but, uh, no, you've never... Is 
the only one you hadn't ever seen because it's Temple been so long. Doom. Temple of Doom. So you had seen this one. Yes. More so than any yes. of the, either of the others, correct? If I remember correctly. Yes. So you, this is your fifth view. I mean, yeah, you know, so ballpark it. Yeah. So, so you're, from, you're very familiar with it. But I haven't watched it in a long time. Gotcha. Probably over 10 years. So uh, without not comparing, contrasting them yet, the trilogy yet, but this one by itself, what'd you think of it, Daniel? What'd you think of the truly last adventure of Indiana Jones? I, like, I, I couldn't stand it. <laughs> it just seems so weird, like, recording it. <laughs> no, it was really good. Um, I like, one of the main things I love about it is the, the chemistry between the two. Mm-hmm. Between uh, Indiana and his father, um, you kind of saw a little comedy mm-hmm. in there, along with you know, with a little serious nature. But it was cool. Uh, I I remember I always they used to scare me at the very end with, with the, the with the wrong cut, like the intro of the show. Yeah, <laughs> like Large Mars scared me. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I didn't remember that was the beginning. And when I went back and watched it, it was cool. River Phoenix did a good yeah. job. I mean, you kind of learn where he, yeah. his fear for snakes came. And the, whip, the whip, the scar, the <laughs> hat. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I enjoyed it. thought it was really good. I think uh, one of the biggest things about it, too, more so than the other two, of course, the other two have like their comedic moments. Not so much yeah. in Temple of Doom because it's pretty freaking dark. But but it was good. But it, yeah, it's, it's, not, <laughs> it's not like The Phantom Menace. Or any of the Star Wars prequels where the comedy is just like, you kind of like, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's like like <laughs> a bad effect, like the sound effect or the <laughs> audience applause. Yeah, yeah. Like a bad comedian that yeah. you feel sorry for up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going on there. Like Sweet D Reynolds, uh, Jesse knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, always sunny fans. Uh, but like when in like in the original Star Wars trilogy, in the original Indiana Jones trilogy, the humor is never distracting. Or whoever's the comedic relief is not like blatant, like, hey, I'm the funny man. I'm going to do this. It's all in the moment and it feels like organic to what's going on, yeah. to where it's not just like, stop, make a joke, continue the story, stop, make a joke, continue the story. It's all in the moment. Like, where you sh- one of my favorite moments in the entire trilogy is where they're, they're flying and Sean Connery shoots the tail. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, <laughs> it makes sense for that to happen because he's a scientist, you know, not sci- I mean, well, a scientist, but, you know, you know, a researcher, a uh, a scholar more so than an action hero and then he's like and he plays it off son they got us and it's just like it's so it's you know yeah that's, I can see that happening it's not unrealistic I mean not that we gotta bring realism into a movie right, but sure. I mean it's like it feel it fits the universe it's not out of place and that's very rare these days like uh, a terrible example Transformers it's like oh whoa whoa big, you know I can't even think of a joke because it's so terrible but you know <laughs> or uh, the in part two the big things uh, when they the constructor cons come together, they form uh, oh whatever the name is, and I the, he has out. balls. The wrecking balls from the things are his balls, oh, yeah. and, it, and like they stop and like point it out and like stare at it for a few seconds. Like we have to, we have to show this, mm-hmm. and, and you have racially stereotyped robots. I don't remember to be funny exactly <laughs> when we had this discussion. But I'm, I don't know if we had it during the naked gun one, but the fact that you know they make it seem so serious, yeah. That's what makes it yeah, really I, awesome. I, that's a, a that's a perfectly good point. Mm-hmm. That they're doing this and this movie just like the Naked Gun. To where like I'm saying something incredibly ridiculous, but I'm damn serious about it. Exactly. And it, it's a million times funnier than hey guys, look at this joke. You know, kind of like uh, how the scary movies got, where it's just like here's the joke. Mm-hmm. It's not like 
I'm going to have this conversation, and several funny things are going to happen over the course of this conversation, but I'm going to be serious the whole time, and I'm going to tell you this, it's going to progress, it's going to progress the plot, but you're going to be dying laughing as well because it's so funny, whatever's going on. But you, now it's just... That's going on longer than I thought it would. Yeah, I figured it'd be like... Oh, there it is. Okay. But yeah, that's today's idea of slapstick. Yeah, pretty much. Which is sad because it's I, I truly appreciate it in modern movies where they have that blend because it's it just seems like it's not the norm and it harkens back to you know kind of this era of filmmaking where it's it's serious and like when there's comedy it's there for a reason it's not just me's a jaw jaw binks oh look how silly I am to sell toys to little kids and nobody likes me <laughs> basically pretty much swing and a miss yeah. on that one <sighs> there's so many swings and misses. <laughs> God, I don't. I don't think I was ever hyped, more hyped for a movie than that one. Before it even came out, wait in line and early butt crack of dawn for tickets because you couldn't buy tickets online back then, kid. You had to wait in line at theater to get them. Mm. You know all the you know Kentucky Fried Chicken had the cups and all this crap. I had all of them. Like oh man, me and me and Cliff Yawn and Jason even went to a like one of the there were like three different restaurants like doing the promos. We went in like they had the big posters hanging. We walked in and like pull the posters from the ceiling and walk out. Because <laughs> we were all about fucking Star Wars. And he was like, oh, yeah. And the, of course, the trailer looks incredible. Yeah. And you sit down and, like, you know, you see Jar like, eh, eh. <laughs> you know, you don't know what to think yet. You, you know it's going to, you're like, oh, it's going to even out. It's going to get good. And then, you know. He's just for a little while, right? Yeah. He's, he's not going to stick around. They're just going to, he's going to be an ancillary character. He's going to come back later. And like, oh, he's not going anywhere. <laughs> Why isn't this guy dead yet? Why is this little kid, oh, my, this is Vader. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Are you an angel? I wraith pods. I'm the only human that could do it. Uh, okay, that's a whole. That's like that could be a whole series of podcasts. How terrible yeah. Phantom Menace is. Stay tuned for that. Oh man, and it sucks so bad because you got Liam Neeson and Uma McGregor. Like I know, you know, and like it's oh, there's he's so good. Like I, I, I had I a good believe villain. in being a Jedi. Yeah, who gets killed in, like in his <laughs> first fucking fight? You know, like <laughs> I'm like, oh man. Yeah. Anyway, what are we? Oh yeah, we're on Indiana Jones. <laughs> we ventured off the path. That wasn't too far off the path. Yeah, it's the same universe. Yeah, you know, I always like that. Like, here's what they should have done with Indiana Jones for. He's out there digging in some archaeological dig. Hitler found a motherfucking lightsaber or a crashed X-wing. Guess what, bro? Indiana <laughs> Jones has got to stop him, and it ends <laughs> with him lightsaber fighting Hitler. How badass would that be? That would definitely be some. And he kills some... Hitler like this. With this... <laughs> <laughs> or he's like he figures out how to make it uh, like a whip saber. Mm. <laughs> There's kind of a whip saber in sort of in the movie we're doing. Yeah, next, next week. <laughs> That's true. It's not Iron Man two, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But uh, see, and, and honestly, that premise that we just said would be a million times better than what actually happened. That's true. Anyway, but uh. There's some interesting things about this movie real quick to prog- uh, progress along a little bit. Uh, Steven Spielberg went on record for saying that he made this film for two reasons. One, to fulfill a three-picture deal uh, he had with George Lucas. And two, to atone for the criticism he received for the Temple of Doom. And this is the first time Spielberg's done this. First of all, I disagree with that. Like, what was wrong with the Temple of Doom? Yeah, it was more adult, but it was badass. You know, it was, yeah. it was a good movie. You know, why do you need to apologize for a movie you did? Because then he goes, and I, I want to say he made Indiana Jones 4, which I'll say it as that for the first time, uh, because uh, as an apology for making Munich. 
which to me is one of his best films. So I don't understand these Hollywood types. I mean, Spielberg, what are you doing? So what was the apology for Indiana Jones 4, then? Yeah, uh, war, I guess War Horse, which War-Horse. was almost <laughs> as bad. When did Tintin, did he do that? When yeah. did the apology stop? I mean, I, I didn't even finish that movie, Adventures of Tintin. Damn. It was just like, it looked pretty. Like, I mean, the computer-generated effects were phenomenal. But it was just like, eh, it's, this is kind of boring. The dog, like, I mean, oh, like certain Indiana effects. Oh, Jones 5 has been delayed. I hope that it's because they heard the first two episodes of this podcast and like, whoa, guys, these guys might oh, be no. onto something. Or they watched that South Park episode. <laughs> well, you probably haven't seen it, but uh, pretty much Spielberg and Lucas have right Harrison down. Ford in a dress like Indiana Jones, and they repeatedly rape him in the episode. <laughs> so, yeah. But, uh, Spielberg, you don't need to apologize. You're apologizing for the wrong films. Now, whenever you want to apologize for Four and War Horse, and let's see, what are some stinkers he's done? That E.T. movie? No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I don't, really, I don't think he's... I wouldn't say he's done some bad films, but, I mean, uh, a lot of bad films, I should say. I like most of his work, but, I mean, honestly, like... <sighs> Kingdom of the Crystal Skull and War Horse are, like, just bad. Just not... And War of the Worlds wasn't good, either. I mean, it was... It wasn't bad, but I wouldn't say it's, like... You know, I didn't go out and buy it or anything, you know? It was, it. like... I thought it was okay. I didn't like the... I didn't really care for the teenage boy... Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was sun. aggravating. Yeah. It had some good moments, like with Tim yeah. Robbins. Yeah. You know, it had some. It had some good dramatic. I like the stuff. initial. You see him coming out and everything. I thought that was really cool. It was. Mm-hmm. You know that it, it was one of those to where like it was some good stuff, but there was some bad stuff. Yeah. Not enough to like sway me to say <clears throat> it was. You know, great. It's one of those. There's been times where I would watch the first forty minutes and then stop it. Yeah. Because I like the beginning so. Much. Yeah. Certain part. You know, mm-hmm. certain parts of movies are better than that. It's like The Rock. I love it to death, but when I watch it again, it's not on TV. I'll start it right when they get to the shower and they start infiltrating the rock and everything. You mm-hmm. know? So I mean, there's a lot of movies like that, even good movies that are like that to where, yeah, the whole movie's good, but I don't want to watch all that shit because I've seen it before. Mm-hmm. Kind of Jurassic Park. Yeah. You don't mind I'm waiting wait. until they're... Let's wait till the power's out. Yep. Let me skip to chapter 14. Mm-hmm. Bam, here we go. Uh-uh-uh. Yep. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that would be funny if you tried to do that. On like a DVD <laughs> that wasn't something that didn't work, it would say that. Speaking of Jurassic Park, there's an inter- interesting correlation to that in Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. Not because they share a director, but because the original choices for Dr. Grant and uh, Hammond, John Hammond, I think was his name, were in fact Harrison Ford and Sean Connery. That's, Which would be amazing. Yes. Ah, the damn blood sucking lawyers! <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> like, that was a good damn. That was one of my best ones. He could have gotten a, you know. Save that sound. Dr. Grant as Harrison, Harrison Ford as Dr. Grant could have gotten a whip and, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it could have been great. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Lost World. Yeah, uh, whatever. Tied the raptor claws together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that would be, that's definitely like an alternate version, alternate, an Earth 2 version that I would love to see. And I think it would, you know, we talk about that Earth a lot Hogger. of times. Like, you know, if Tom Selleck was Indiana Jones, we'd want to see it, but for a different reason <laughs> than wanting to see Jurassic Park with Harrison Ford and Sean Connery. And, neither, and the thing is, they just said they didn't want to be in it. Like, yeah, I don't know, maybe they didn't believe in the effects were, or they thought it might end up being cheesy, but you'd think with the relationship that Spielberg and Ford have especially, that, that might have been something like, I'm telling you, Harrison, it's going to be great. Trust me on this one. But regardless, it came out very well anyway. Mm-hmm. But that would, would be really cool. That would have been... The what if would have been really, really interesting. And uh, one of the things about Sean Connery, too, was he was always Spielberg's first choice to play Indiana's father. 
Uh, and that was sort of an inside, inside joke for Spielberg because one of his dream projects has always been to do a Bond film. So he's, his, his, in his weird way of thinking, by having Harrison, uh, Sean Connery play the father of Indiana Jones, it's like James Bond is the father of Indiana Jones to him. So John Connery didn't get the role because he's a good actor. He got it because he was James Bond. <laughs> but just thank God he didn't pick Roger Moore. <laughs> Who is that? Uh, we currently have Thursday night football on oh, mute yep, Sorry, y'all can't see this, but there's some, the brunette chick singing the theme song is exceptionally beautiful. And she just caught my eye looking over Daniel's <laughs> shoulder. And I just was curious as to who this second beautiful girl in the world is. Uh, Priyanka Chopra. Chopra. Bollywood actress? All right. Okay, well, That's now, new. now you know. <laughs> anyway. Who saw that coming? <laughs> Me either. <laughs> uh, one interesting thread that runs through all the three Indiana Jones movies is that uh, Harrison Ford, uh, or let me, let me rephrase that, the only two actors to appear in all three films are, of course, Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones and Pat Roach, who is a stuntman. And in every film, save this one, he gets killed by Harrison Ford. In fact, he gets killed twice by Harrison Ford in, I think, Temple of Doom. Uh, but in uh, Raiders, he's the one who gets chopped up by the propeller. Big guy, you know, big German, like, come on, come on. And then, ah! And in uh, Temple Perfect of Doom. Reenactment. Thank you. <laughs> it's one of those five-second movie yeah. clips on YouTube. Uh, and then in Temple of Doom, he's the one that gets crushed, by the, where his scarf gets caught and slowly yeah. gets... <laughs> And uh, let me see, did I write down who else he was? In, let's see, Chief Guard, First Mechanic. No. But anyway, he didn't get killed in this one, just for whatever reason, but there was a scene cut where Harrison Ford knocks him out. So uh, he did appear, and he still appears in the final cut over the shoulder of the lead German dude, which I don't really, you know, the main whatever his name was. He wasn't important enough for me to write down. So. Ah. But uh, that guy, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, ticket, you know, no ticket. That dude, he punches out the window. Mm-hmm. So, but there was a scene where Pat Roach did get knocked out, just not killed. So he actually survived Indiana Jones. One of his ancestors, a reincarnated versions of himself, saved or uh, did not get killed by Doctor Jones. Uh, in fact, uh, and speaking of the Zeppelin scene, we know the no ticket scene. Harrison Ford and Sean Connery did that scene with no pants on because it was so hot on set that they were just like. Dying, sweating, so they <laughs> those big balls on. had to breathe. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I bet that stunk so bad. <laughs> or smell like Scottish balls, sweaty balls, <laughs> <laughs> Scottish sweaty balls. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but in the original version of the script, this was really cool for the continuity of the character. Is the character in the beginning who you know uh, gets the uh, is the archaeologist getting or the fortune hunter getting the cross of Coronado that young Indy steals and he gives him his hat. Originally, that character was supposed to be Abner Ravenwood, who is the father of Marion from Raiders and in that which we do not name, uh, which also relates to how uh, in the first one it, he talks about how he, uh, he was a student under Ravenwood, which would lead credence to this origin story, so to speak, at the beginning of how he goes, you know, that, that dude obviously inspired him to be an archaeologist. Mm-hmm. You know, he still wears the dude's hat. <clears throat> So, interesting little thing, which they never uh, kind of fleshed out. stinks, too. Yeah. Been in tombs and shit. <laughs> sat on. Rolled up and sat on. Uh, and this was in- interesting to note that this is the first Indiana... First and only... Well, no, I guess the one we do not speak of got a PG-13. But this was the first one rated PG-13 by the MPAA. Uh, pretty much because Temple of Doom was one of the instrumental films in the development of the PG-13 rating because of heart-pulling incinerations 
you know, monkey brains, snakes being uh, aborted and <laughs> eaten. So, the yeah, usual reason. Pretty heavy, you know. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, I'm trying, let me see. Oh, the rat scene. They actually, when they, need, when they need rats for a movie, they don't just go out and catch rats. They actually have to specially breed them because rats in the wild carry disease. So all of those rats for this movie, over 2,000 were bred for this movie. <laughs> and then well, the real question is, what did they do with them? 2,000 rats after this movie was done. I mean, you know. Made some owls very happy somewhere. Or that or they have like <laughs> the oven and like, you know, humans are the Nazis. And like, <laughs> this herd the rats into the oven. So I'm just trying to tie in back in the show. They fed them to list. the snakes. Yeah. Oh. Good point. Let's just go to the uh, the well of the souls and just dump them dump in them. there. What do they do with the snakes? They leave them in the well of the soul. Hey. I guess. It's like we're gonna make this a real thing now. So I'm trying to think. Let's what, bury it up. Was there ever a killer bird movie to where the birds the birds could eat the snakes? But those are big venomous snakes. So a movie, about, a movie about killer mongooses. But then the mongooses eventually it's a uh, vicious cycle uh, that never ends. Yeah. Somehow moved to South America and all became anacondas. Because they ate so many rats. Yeah, they, they ate so many rats and become anacondas, and then only Jennifer Lopez and Ice Cube save us. Yeah. Jennifer Lopez. I'll take that. That works. Six yep. degrees of Animals. fictitious <laughs> animal food chain theory. I don't know. Uh, Henry Jones Sr. calls Indiana Jones Jr. 16 times over the course of the film. He only calls him Indiana twice. <laughs> And of course, actually, my Junior. wife never knew or never picked up on. We were watching this for the pod, rewatching it for the podcast that he was called Indiana Jones because the dog. So she learned something new because mm. he calls himself Indiana Jones because he loved that dog. Mm. As most of us have had pets, when though none of us have epic pet names like Indiana, that would it's go true. good. Like I thought, Rimshot's epic. Well, Rimshot Harris isn't exactly a adventure. That's like some two bit thug that works underneath <laughs> the Joker or something. <laughs> See, see, yours would be like a daughter name because your dog's Maggie, Maggie Santangelo. That's like your future daughter. And Buddy Sedgley is like your dad or grandpa. Buddy chose his name, so. <laughs> Rimshot Harris. Yep. Rimshot, take care of the bat. I'm yeah, on it, boss. Yeah, boss. <laughs> oh, oh. <Yeah. laughs> I don't think, no, nah, that'd, that'd have to be like a penguin henchman. That's like not even enough right. to be the Joker level. <laughs> You get beat up by Robin. Yeah. And not Dick Grayson Robin. Right. One of the lesser Robins. The woman. The girl. <laughs> Carrie Kelly. Yeah. Yeah, that would suck. <laughs> but anyway, before we get into the wrap-up, uh, of course, uh, you might, may or may not have heard that the Awesome Podcast Network, a.k.a. Awesome Pods, is now sponsored what? by not one but two worldwide individual companies <laughs> uh, one being audible.com the other being amazon.com so real quick just so you know if you haven't seen the indiana jones trilogy but you and you by all means you should have mm-hmm. go ahead to uh is it awesomepods.com slash no or? awesomepods.com and click on the amazon link at the top of the page or kind of next to our family of podcasts to support us on amazon click just, on that and shop as normal and then we get a small portion of that to help fund all the extensive equipment that we see before us that you only hear us through. But believe me, judging by the sound of our voice, <laughs> it's good. Mm-hmm. But we'd appreciate it. And also, again... Uh, it doesn't you know, cost you anything extra. Exactly. Uh, but, you know, that's also a good thing for any of the movies we talk about. Uh, most of the movies I actually purchase, um, I don't even go to, you know, 
I like to support local stores, but I mean, local stores sell. Uh, yeah, hit and miss. Like uh, Star Trek in the Darkness, I go to Walmart. It's twenty four ninety five. I go to Amazon. It's nineteen ninety five, and I get it shipped to me for free the day of because I got Prime. That's yep. a, I mean, it can have a wider range of things. Yeah, you know, with, anything. For example, I have a fifteen month order about to be fifteen months old. Diapers. Yeah. A lot cheaper on Amazon Prime. Yeah, so if oh, you're wow. listening to this while you're watching your child and like, oh, I need diapers. I didn't even know you could order those on the internet. Yes, you can order diapers from Amazon. And what about it's actually, If you have Amazon Prime, it should oh, yeah, be it's free. It pays for itself free, like right. instantly. And, which Andrea has. So. See, I would think diapers would be huge boxes too. Yeah. Like if um, you didn't have Prime. I, I think it's, we're getting into weird stuff. With it. <laughs> I think it's like a cent or two cents, maybe even three or four cents cheaper per diaper. Than what you would find at like Walmart or mm-hmm. things like that. When you have, you know, when you use eight, ten diapers a day, yeah, you start to make that a little difference in you know, your pocketbook. Every when you when you add it up, definitely. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she and my wife is in love with books. Mm-hmm. My house, but has, she's still in love with uh, physical books, correct? Yes. I mean, she doesn't she like does she hasn't graduated, she not graduated, and she hasn't evolved into the. She likes a physical copy of a book, mm-hmm. so. She, well, anything on Amazon, if you do a Kindle or if you do a physical book, just yes. go to awesomepods.com first, mm-hmm. click on support us on Amazon, and shop as normal. In fact, if you want to be a real trooper, save that as your bookmark. Mm-hmm. There you go. Bam. Sounds good. Good idea. Yeah. But in, in speaking of that, like one thing, like I used to be kind of in that camp, like digital books, that just seems to, you know, I'm not paying the same price for a digital book. Not that I buy digital books anyway, but, um, <laughs> and it is National Talk Like a Pirate Day here, everybody. Oh, so, our Talk Like a Pirate. You are. Oh, should have done Lagoonies today. Too bad. Don't, <laughs> we lack foresight sometimes. Oh, anyway, wow. but, uh, I must say, like, and I've mentioned on the before, like, once I actually got an iPad, which, I mean, you, you can get the books on your phone too, but I mean, you know, it's a little, it's not quite as intuitive or easy to read it on your phone. And then once I got that and, like, started downloading comic books and all that, like, that made me a reader again. Yeah. And now, yeah. like, uh, like for example, just earlier this year, I used to if you you know y'all went to my house. I mean, mm-hmm. the first three shelves in my bookcase are graphic novels. When we I have them all digital now. Recently, yeah. you know, uh, and take up zero space. When I move, it's gonna be like you know so much less. Yeah, and books are like the worst thing to have yes. when you move. Yes, and in fact, you know. Oh yeah, you're saying yeah. Our books, we have books under our bed. Wow. I mean, like she almost doesn't have any spot to put she books. Sleep in. on books. She, pretty much, she doesn't <laughs> want to. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't want to put them in the attic because of getting too hot up there. So there's it was a she lot of books. She keeps the books cool. A lot of books <laughs> ordered from Amazon.com. And she listens to this, too. That's funny. Doesn't mm-hmm. she? Sometimes, yeah. yeah. She listens uh, to a lot of the recent episodes. You're weird. Andrea, you're weird. <laughs> no, but, uh, like, for example, like I, I mean, I was like that, too. But, like, now, like, I get the books digitally. And then there's some, uh, there's some books I'll always keep, like, certain yeah. Ones, but like my goal, like whenever R. we L. do Stein. move again, like yeah. <laughs> goosebumps. <laughs> Interesting fact about him next week. Uh, oh, but um, funny that you mentioned him. I do know what you're talking about. Too. Aha! <laughs> Your psychic powers are not true. <laughs> but uh, I forgot what I was going. You know, I'm trying to get down to like basically one. All of my books are on one bookshelf, but it's like like I have the Edgar Allan Poe collection, like you know the thick, the nice ones you see at Barnes and Noble or you know. Uh, What's another book chain? Borders or... Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever is around you. Barnes & Noble. For the next two years, that should be legitimate. If someone listens to this in two years, I'm like, what companies are these? Who are these people? (laughs) No more brick and mortar. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just trying to get down to, like, you know, key books. Like, I got my Shakespeare, the whole set. I got, you know, some philosophy books that I'll keep. But then that's the only ones I'll actually have. Like, I'll I'll probably never buy another physical book. 
unless like there's some really nice collection of something, you know, like, uh, you know, whatever. Right. Uh, a nice book that you want to keep. You know, something I've always wanted, won't have anymore because they don't actually do it anymore. So I always wanted a set of encyclopedias. <laughs> When I was younger, <laughs> I had that, and here, here's more my insight. I love looking at them when I was a yeah. kid, like really young. But here's what they became. Of course, you know, imagine a bookshelf, and you have it was World Book Encyclopedia is what we had, and they're all on the bottom shelf. Actually, they're on the bottom two shelves because there was A through Z, and then they, they had the yearbooks. I don't know. I'm sure what year they started, but my mom got them every year for a, a period. Mm. But they were on the bottom two shelves of this bookcase, five shelf bookcase. That bookcase became my supervillain lair for my action figures. <laughs> I put Skeletor and Mumra at the very top, and then it'd be like Kung Fu. They'd walk through the, my heroes would fight through the bottom floor, and then you'd go up to the yeah. next floor. <laughs> but the awesome thing about the encyclopedia pages where it was like Double Dragon, I'd pull one out like, Psha! you know what I'm saying? Like I'd pull a book out Some trick, like a trap, yeah. or like you'd trap them in a room, and they had to fight, you know, Manny Faces or, you know, Cobra Troopers or something. Too bad so, they couldn't just break that fourth wall and jump off. Yeah. <laughs> well, some of them would die. You know, some, some here always has to give their life. All right. You know, right at the end and come back for the next adventure. But that's 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 the that's the my I have fond memories of the encyclopedias, reading them, but then also adding to my super villain there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we never got one. I wish I would have. One. Dude, there's an app for that. No, back in the day. Mm-hmm. They don't make them anymore. Yeah, uh, physical copies anymore. You can still get them though. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know how much they cost. Like, cause, do, you, do you hear about that Canadian family? They got sick of their kids wanting to stay inside and just play on their iPad all day. Kid, uh, the father was like, "Hey, let's go throw the ball outside." He's like, nah, "I'd rather play iPad." And he's like, "That's it." So they all they got rid of all the technology in the house. Now they're living like it's 1983, and they have a. Uh, encyclopedia set <laughs> and all that awesome. stuff like everything in their house is as if it were 1983 because that's when he grew up and so he wanted them to live just like that yeah like my kids like until they get to a certain age like i'm not gonna buy them a freaking iphone or an ipad or, like, a thing who knows what it's gonna be when that day comes anyway but i mean like Allie won't have a tv in her room for a long time andrew already said that well the day i got it no even before nintendo i had mm-hmm. a tv and a record player but still oh, 1986 my bad Still, that was a yeah. good year. That was a good year. <laughs> yeah. But uh, in the real world, again, uh, Last Crusade released May 24th, 1989. And by the way, this was the first movie I ever saw in a theater twice that I can actively remember. Because hmm. I, well, I, I told it last time when we first recorded it, but uh, the first time we went and saw it, we missed like the first five minutes. So like, what better reason to go back than so, yeah. the first movie and watch the movie again because it was so Redo. good. Yeah. So this was the first, I think the second one. Actually, do me a favor. Look up on IMDb when Wayne's World came out. That'd be in the 90s, though. I'm pretty sure that was 92? 91. Damn it. 90, okay, yeah. <laughs> that was the second movie I remember seeing twice in the theater. I just want to make sure I wasn't it's lying to myself. worthy. <laughs> Good one. Let's see what you did there. He was most excellent. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I do love that movie. I've always wanted them to go back and make one more, just to have the Wayne's World trilogy. Yeah, like do it now, whether like they're older, like you know, I don't do that anymore, Wayne. I'm happily married to Kim Basinger, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, and just do, instead of doing another Awesome Powers, because that that's I like the Awesome Powers, but it, it when you recycle the same jokes from the same series, that okay, stop. It's time to it's end time it. to do something different. Yeah, baby. And actually, and the thing that ticks me off is like a lot of the Awesome Powers jokes were recycle Wayne's World jokes, mm. little things, but. Anyway, I digress. I would like to see Wayne's World trilogy, maybe one day, but who knows? Uh, but in the I real think world, Love Guru pretty much killed him. Killed yeah. his creative Wait, Austin drive. Austin Powers Four is that rumored or annou- it's announced? Oh, announced? No, 
Wayne's World, bro. He's rumored to play Austin Powers. <laughs> Who the fuck else? <laughs> Let's see. The, the Austin Powers reboot. It's going to be Tom Cruise, like in uh, the third one. Mm-hmm. I'd see that. I'd watch that. <laughs> Tom Cruise as Austin Powers. That'd be good. <laughs> uh, I would see because that, that was hilarious. That was a good, right? That's good funny way to one. start the movie. Yeah, and then went downhill. Maybe, yeah, that was a good start. <laughs> anyway, yep. uh, again, May twenty fourth, nineteen ninety nine was when it released. Four days prior is when the Tiananmen Square protests began. The Chinese government, of course, that iconic picture of the lone student standing in front of the tank, uh, and of course, many people died as a matter of that uh, uh, that protest in China. Uh, tanks literally ran over people in the streets. So that was a dark time for China. And I'm glad that hasn't happened again, I, that we know of. There's a lot of people in China. <laughs> hmm. Never know what they're doing behind the Great Wall. <laughs> Sorry. Pop quiz. Do you know why the Great Wall was built? Why? Mm, they just want. Oh, they wanted to have something known like they can see from space? No. <laughs> one day, one day. No, this is dubbed from the Keep chi- from Chinese. Building. One day, when there is spacecraft, they will see this from the heavens. And they can. They, uh, actually, I heard that was actually false. That you can't. Oh, really? The, uh, you know, uh, it might have been a cracked article. It was like you know, ten things that you were taught that aren't true. Maybe from some space. I don't know. But there was something. Some space. <laughs> Not necessarily. I mean, like, outer of course, I mean, there, there's a point, obviously, where like you can't see it anymore. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, that's anything. Yeah, if you're so, on I'm not sure Uranus. where. <laughs> I'm not sure where that cutoff is, but I, that was one of those little things that I heard, like from technical, like from the International Space Station, you can't see it mm. or something like that. I don't know. I'll do Apparently some more you research. Can see it from but the moon. Maybe not. <laughs> well, the moon's farther away than the International Space Station. It looks like you can really see it. We're, yeah. we're looking at pictures of the Great Wall. I mean. If you're in technical space, yeah, of course you could see it. You can see a lot of stuff from technically space, yeah. you know. I'll, 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 if I feel like it, I'll research that to see where that image popped or that phrase. Why did they build a great wall trying to, to keep trick. out Attila the Hun? There you go. Yep. Keep the Mongols. Yeah, um, Mongols. Yeah. I mean, but he was a Mon- if you watch South Park, that educates you. Wait, no, you. Genghis Khan. I'm sorry. No, or maybe it was it was Khan or Hun was one of those the Mongolia? two. Mongolia? Uh, yeah. That was Khan. Mongolian was Genghis Khan, I think. It was, yeah. Mongolia was Because of the shadow. I remember that from the Alec Baldwin classic, The Shadow. But I got a question. How tall is the Great Wall? I'm not sure, but it's damn long. It's not very tall. What makes you think you couldn't get over it? They didn't have... (laughs) Well, they didn't... Well, they didn't invent ladders to lay. No, I mean, it's just, you know... (laughs) Well, it was like, you know... It was was one of those things where, like, you know, they couldn't easily get an army over without being... Because they had... During that period, they had patrols going along the wall, you know, because they were keeping out an invasion force. So, I mean, like... If something was happening, they you know it wouldn't be as big of a conflict. Think of the transportation for the material. No shit. Well, Stonehenge, the pyramids. Yeah. You know, it's just amazing. But, but just in fact, of how long that is. Yeah. Eh, the Great Wall. Pretty freaking interesting. There's aliens. <laughs> pyramids. Ancient aliens. aliens. Well, Jesse stepped out, so I'll solo the the intro to your. Oh, we're ready to do that. If you are. Well, it's a little different. What, so what do you we'll, want to call it now? We'll get it. You we'll get to... it there for for a second. Um. Recently, I've been doing all the sports, the sports rewind. But every now and then, I'll look, and some of these things, I just find that there's not anything to me worthy mm-hmm. of a lot of baseball. Yeah, over and over because a lot of things during the summer. Do. Yeah, so mostly baseball is going on during the summer. You'll see some occasional box and blah blah blah. But I'm going to kind of venture out a little bit, and either it will be a sports rewind or it will be a video game rewind. So mm. for our inaugural 
video game rewind. Can can you give me a good good video game rewind? I'm thinking like of like a, a sound effect. Okay, this is blowing out the cartridge. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel's video game rewind. I like that. I'll take it. Not as good as Jesse, but we'll you know, like you said, we could take it. Um, I couldn't get an exact date. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you know, uh, Last Crusade came out on May twenty fourth of eighty nine. There was a little game that came out on May. I think it was late May in 1989 for the Nintendo little small game called Tetris uh, which has grown to be one of the biggest games ever it actually is the biggest game ever on the it, it was popular on the Nintendo it sold between like 8 and 9 million but on the Game Boy is where mm-hmm. it took off most most people have it on the Game Boy I think it's around 40 something million copies so I don't know when it was invented <laughs> but there was a big it was actually a, I wish, it, it I is Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was saying, I don't remember the specifics, but I saw it on the History Channel had that uh, the 80s, a decade that made us uh, series, and they actually had a huge section on getting pretty much getting the Russian government to allow Tetris to like come over to America. Because yeah. this was in the Cold War, and it was developed in, uh, I forget how, again, I, you might have to YouTube it if you want the specifics, but it was something like the, the, the American that had to go over there during the middle of the Cold War, go into like the Kremlin or something to meet with like Russian. Uh, high ups, higher ups politically and militarily, I want to say, and then uh, just to basically get the permission to help uh, Alexei Pat, whatever Patyov, Patanov help to make to license Tetris to come out in the United States. It was a huge like, it was bigger than it wasn't just like, hey, uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, uh, I know you got a new Zelda, we're gonna bring it to America and make a lot of money. Yeah, no problem, do it. <laughs> and it's this was like you know Russian game, not go to America. Like you must make deal with Russian. I may be uh, butchering the name, but they call it Poly Yamanos. I guess would be the way to put. That's the Sounds basically. Like a pizza. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically the kind of the four block thing and the different mm-hmm. shapes. They said that Poly has Yamanos. been popular since at least 1907. So it has been around a while. Of course, that was something you didn't. You know, you probably did yourself. Yeah. Come up with some type of blocks. Yeah. But, but anyway, it's no. been around a while. Poly Yamanos. Like Polyominoes doesn't <laughs> doesn't sound as attractive as Tetris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what is a Tetris? I know we recorded this before, but the, what does Tetris mean? Or what is a Tetris? Do you remember from when we recorded you. the cool, first cool. time? I know. A Tetris is when you get all four lines at one time. Oh. That is an actual Tetris. Oh, okay. And so that you know, because of course most people play that way. You know, you build it up so that when that that four block that, one that on straight right, one comes that's down, what I would do, four lines. That's a Tetris when you get four lines at once. And when you were playing competitively, that gave them an extra line, didn't it? Yeah, when you play the split screen. One. Yeah, yeah. So oh, really? Like I didn't one. know that. <laughs> yeah, it would pop a line at the bottom. I thought. Yeah, I think on the NES version it did that. Yeah. Cool. If it was, or maybe was that was it Doctor Mark? No. Doctor Mario I, definitely does it. Yeah. I've played that recently. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it seems like it was Tetris too, because I remember screwing up. My dad screwing me over repeatedly, <laughs> not in a bad way, everybody, but in Tetris, not you know. Come here, son. <laughs> I was not sexually assaulted as a child. <laughs> I wasn't. But yeah. So anyway, that was Daniel's video game rewind. <laughs> what was the <laughs> blowing out the NES cartridge? The NES cartridge. Okay. Unless we I can find like part. the sound of like the popping the cartridge. <laughs> No, I like the blowing one. Everybody knows that. If they don't, then they didn't have 
a you, good childhood. You know, on the back of the cartridge it says "Do, do not, not blow." I saw that recently. As a matter, I'm like, you know, I don't know what. Nobody care about that. It, it, if anything, it fixed it. Right. It was a I always had to kind of push over to the left or right the cartridge once I put it in a little bit. Yeah. Right. Right. It's amazing. Like NESs still work. Like yep. if you have one, it most My dad likely has works. Four of them. That's we went and bought a ton of them from the video game exchange <laughs> to make sure that we could have one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. so awesome, though. But uh, real quick, well, let's wrap it up. Uh, kind of run a little long on this one, but um, we, it, we watched the entire trilogy now. Which, what's your favorite one of the trilogy? The fa- my favorite one is Last Crusade. Kind of by far, like. Mm-hmm. Not, Would you say because of you know the the chemistry, like yes. the the the, the storyline? I mean. Uh, because you know, it's a little more lighthearted in a, in a sense. Yeah. Especially uh, coming off of Temple of Doom. Okay. When when I first started watching, I've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark once when we first started doing this uh, series. I've seen uh, uh, Last Crusade about three or four times. Uh, never seen Temple of Doom. I did not expect to like Temple of Doom as much as I did. Mm-hmm. So if I if, like if I was one to rate it in terms of what I like from favorite to least, it would be three, two, one, in that order. There was a little bit, little parts of Raiders that I was going, yeah, okay, come on. Mm-hmm. But Temple of Doom, I enjoyed every bit of it, really. Yeah. Last Crusade, I, I do like the chemistry between them. Um, Sean Connery's just fun to watch. He's fun. You know, I thought the intro was really cool. Um, River Phoenix does, a, to me, a really good job. Yeah. Um, uh, like, if I had to score-wise, I'd probably give a Crusade 8.5. I'd say I'd give um, Temple of Doom probably about 8.2. And i give Raiders probably about 7.7. 7. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we didn't even give our ratings on the previous. No, ones. no, we didn't. Yeah, we, we wanted to wait to the end. Yeah. I didn't bring my other sheets, so I'm gonna have to. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> no! But uh, again, uh, I, I don't think we explained it either. But uh, Jesse's hard drive actually crashed. Um, so if you saw it on Facebook, he posted a great little picture how indie was indie before it was hip. Yep, that's right. Uh, which is true. <laughs> uh, so we have actually done this before, uh, and that's what we're redoing it. But we don't mind. And usually that only happens if I fuck something up really bad. But that episode went pretty yeah, good. It did. So yeah, no, we didn't have a problem. It's not me. <laughs> it wasn't you that time. But uh, yeah, I would honestly, and of course, it's the same thing with Star Wars. Like growing up, like at some point, the first one's your favorite. Then like you like Empire. Then you like Jedi a little more. Uh, for a long time in this trilogy, Last Crusade was always my favorite. But then like kind of maybe in college, like I really just, I uh, like repeatedly would watch Temple of Doom and just liked it a little more. I guess because like when you get older, it's like you realize how dark it is and how different it is. But uh, you know, in my like rewatching them all recently, of course, for the podcast, I would wholeheartedly agree with your analysis of them, three, two, one. Yeah. And that's not taking away from saying one's necessarily better than the other. It's it really for it's this kind of like Star Wars to me. It, this trilogy and Lord of the Rings, they're all so good. It really just kind of almost comes down to what mood you're Perfect. in. Yeah, or, you, know. you know, and what you're feeling at the time of watching it potentially as well. And exactly like I, and rating wise. And going three, two, one, just same order. Nine point seven, nine point six, nine point five. Sounds good to me. Is that the adjusted scale? Yeah, because wow. again, we, we talked before. High. Like, but the, the, this trilogy is right there with Star Wars for me. Yep. Grew up with it, watched it repeatedly. Uh, the first time we went to MGM Studios, Universal, uh, not Universal Studios, but uh, yeah, MGM Studios, where they have the Indiana Jones stunt show and uh, the Star Wars Star Tours ride. Uh, that was like the crowning achievement of my life. It's a picture of Hank Williams <laughs> Jr. Just randomly. He looks like he's on uh, In Living Color. 
Hated uh, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was the name of that show? Uh, Men mm-hmm. on Men on mm-hmm. Monday Night Football. <laughs> Hated it. <laughs> it's a funny picture. Just Google Hank Williams or. I don't he know. Go- he googled. He googled Thursday night football singer, and it's on there. And you'll see the lovely uh, Bahaba Badaba, whatever <laughs> Bollywood star. Bahaba Badaba. We'll there was something with a B. And or a P or Bahaba <laughs> There's a lot of B words I could use to describe her. Yeah. I won't for our younger listeners. There you go. And that's inappropriate to women. I think you just said something inappropriate to Indian culture. <laughs> Bahava da Baba. I was trying to pronounce her, game, her name because I couldn't remember it. <laughs> I love Indian people. <laughs> Especially this one. Yeah. Let's sing the theme song. And that chick from Slumdog Millionaire. Baha- oh, yeah, yeah. She was pretty cute. And what's her name? Uh, I'm not even going to attempt to guess. <laughs> Sanjaya. Sanjaya. <laughs> Baba Kanush. That's the kid from uh, American, American Idol. Idol. Yeah. I don't know. He Baba Kanush is an Indian dish, I believe. Yeah. Uh, of course, it <laughs> came to great prominence Baba in my vocabulary because of Most Extreme Elimination Challenge. Yeah. Can you eat Baba Kanush? There's, there's always a Baba Kanush right, contestant. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, but where were we? Oh, uh, we did our scores. You're Back spilling your heart about something about Star Wars. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it is my justice scale simply because yeah. if it's a movie that I grew up on, I can't not rate it. I mean, if it's a vital part of my childhood, which, again, I hate to sound like a broken record, and a lot of these movies are just a huge part of what made me me for in a big way. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, anyway. But uh, Back to the Future, this week as we leave the 80s and come back to the present. Uh, originally, I talked about a game called The Resistance, but I've seen a few movies lately that I'd like to talk about. Uh, the most recent one uh, was World War Z. Which I know we've talked about off the podcast with our other friends, uh, about other people's opinion. Did you ever catch it, or either of y'all catch it yet? I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched it, but I heard the audiobook from Audible.com. Oh, there you go. And isn't <laughs> Coincidentally. it? Coincidentally. And, and, and speaking of this, and not, not just to plug that or anything, you know, to be overboard with this sponsorship. Right, right. Because right. we're all big and high and mighty now because we got AudibleTrial.com slash Awesome Pods. There you go. No, but seriously, uh, I want to say that. Uh, that's an audiobook I really want. Even though I read the the original book, I want to listen to the audiobook because I believe they have like Hollywood, like uh, stars yeah. that read each of the stories in it, which is really cool. They do. Because uh, I went into World I War Z up on my phone. Right? <laughs> there you go. It was really it, funny because I was I was on my way to Lake Charles, which coincidentally I'm doing tonight. But um, I was on my way back, and it was the story about. The one oh, that the, takes on the bridge the where you were exactly. over it? I was like looking out. And like, <laughs> there's, right, right now, there's zombies <laughs> down there. Uh, but I'll, I won't do any spoilers on it. Uh, we'll say this. Uh, I don't think that was a spoiler. No, I mean on, on, the, on, on the movie. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, that's it. right. It's completely uh, Well, to start off, uh, one of our, my, our close friends, Mike Hathcox, Daniel's cousin, and he's been on the podcast before. Uh, I think the Star Wars one, if you remember that and, and mm-hmm. the chaos that ensued. But anyway, uh, he read the book. He actually was actually the one who recommended the book to me way back in the day when it came out. Read it, loved it. So I already knew going into it that it wasn't like the book. Right. I, I went in not expecting the book. Now, and that being said, I, I liked it. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. It's worth right. seeing once, and then you'll you'll never need to see it again. Uh, it's sort of like, um, but ha- but had I gone into it, let me phrase that. Had I gone into it expecting the book, I probably would be like, this movie is so stupid. Right. Right. And there are some very silly things in it. Like, I'm not going to spoil anything, but uh, the main the main thing that's just silly is that of course there's zombies, but uh, apparently whenever you get turned by this zombie virus, it comes with a free pair of Air Jordans because you can jump about 15 <laughs> feet horizontally and vertically. That's my only really big complaint with the movie. It's just like they just and you see that in the trailer. Yeah, I mean, they're just weird. like running like cats and jumping. Like unleashes I mean, the strength of your legs. Yeah, that you've had it's like all your along. legs like burst out of your pants and like <laughs> they hook out. 
but uh, and of course, if you're listening to the book, you know, don't go into it expecting anything like that, and I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, Brad Pitt did great. It was well acted. It was a good cast. I listened to the whole book like in one night. It's, I mean, it's a great book, and yeah. the book, and I was so, I was kind of disappointed when they said they were making the movie because originally it was supposed to be an HBO series. Sort of like the vignettes from the book, that different stories great. during the war, which that's what it should have, that, that like would have done series. justice to the book. Uh, and especially with how Game of Thrones turned out on HBO, you know a World War Z series would have been amazing. Uh, and of course, Walking Dead on network television. Yeah. And uh, well, and surprisingly too, uh, Daniel, uh, Andrea might not mind watching this because it's, it's, there's hardly any blood in it. It's not mm-hmm. like uh, Ro- Robocop or anything we've seen on this podcast mm-hmm. even. The fly. It's, it's fairly <laughs> tame for an R-rated zombie movie. I mean, there's a couple of heads that get hit, but I mean, it's nothing. Walking Dead it was more violent than this movie. Yeah, but uh, it's worth seeing. But uh, I wouldn't say go out and buy it or anything, you know. But definitely check it out. Uh, yeah, just and if you haven't seen it because you heard it's it's bad, it's not like the book. Just don't expect the book, and you'll enjoy it. I'll check it out. There you go. Uh, oh, <laughs> and the only other complaint is the ending is very melodramatic. So that's I won't say anything, but. We'll talk about it after y'all seen it, maybe privately. Yeah. But yeah, I'll it's go not- check it out on Amazon Instant Video, which you can find <laughs> at awesomebots.com. <laughs> I feel like I'm on the Truman Show. I, no. <laughs> okay. uh, but seriously, guys, help us out. <laughs> but no. Go on. Uh, yeah, but uh, if you if you haven't seen them, if you haven't seen it to, in closing again, if you haven't seen it because you heard it sucked because it's not like the book, just don't expect the book. You'll enjoy it in the story. But where was he? I, you know, on my current scale, I'd say it's a six. You know, it's worth seeing once, and that's it. But uh, yeah, we did that. Uh, of course, we are part of the Awesome Podcast Network and the ever-growing Awesome Podcast Network. In fact, since our last episode, there is a new show, a new podcast out. Uh, which is the Republic City Report. And I see what you did there, Jesse. You brought it up on my screen because I tend to forget a certain <laughs> one, but I wrote it down. Actually, it's on the next one, the next sheet. I made sure I wrote it all. See, look, right there. Okay. I'm just proving to my co-host that I, I wasn't going to. Was, I'm adapting. I'm not trying to make the same mistakes every episode. <laughs> but uh, the brand new one is Republic City Report with Tim Bridgewater, uh, and it's a Legend of Korra podcast for that uh, television show on Nickelodeon. If you like that, give it a listen. Tim's very enthusiastic about it, actually. I don't know anything about that show. I've, all I've seen is the terrible M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't even seen that. So don't. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so, but if, you're, if you do like that, definitely check it out. Uh, like I said, I, I have never seen it, but I listened to the podcast. Just Did to, you? Yeah, just to, you know, just to see it. What did you think of my little intro? I am exceptionally <laughs> jealous, and I was going to talk to you about that off the air. Why does this? Why does this have the most epic fucking intro of any show on this awesome podcast network? Because we're getting better at this. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, we're getting better. I understand. No, <laughs> no hard feelings. But uh, yeah, but uh, Tim's very passionate about. It. He knows. You can tell that he's watched it and really paid attention. You know, like uh, it's, right. he's a, it's a true fan cast. Yeah, uh, I've listened to some Star Wars podcasts that, where these douchebags don't even know the name of certain characters that they're talking about. So but this is not that case. You know, I haven't seen this and can't verify anything he's saying. But I trust Tim, so you should too. There you go. Uh, but he also he's also on Geekly Dose, which is him and Stephen Nocentelli, and also our lovely producer slash my father, Jesse yeah. Sedgley. <laughs> Uh, and of course, there's also you want to name some of these. <laughs> Danny, I don't want to hold you out. <laughs> there's Duo Attack, which is uh, Jesse Sidley, Trey Harrison, and occasionally Justin Owens. Occasionally. And it's uh, Everything Hero Clicks. Yeah. Uh, any I don't when when's the last episode y'all had come out? Sunday. Uh, Sunday, yeah, just came Sunday. out. A solo Attack, out. just Jesse by himself, but oh, it is. It, yeah. Came out good. <laughs> We're trying to keep it regular. Yeah. I Gotta like watching coming. Jesse by himself. Yeah. <laughs> Got a couple of videos on the internet. <laughs> There's also, uh, Jesse has another one out called Why Don't You Know This? Mm-hmm. And it's basically a trivia. It's 24 questions, if I remember right. 
and um, me and Trey, every time, every we, time we leave here, every we time we record this, uh, you know, the episode of what, we go home and on the way home we listen to it. We actually did pretty well on, on the, the last, last one. one. Yeah. Which one was that? I think it was the one that was episode Celebrity two. Pets. Episode two was the last one we listened okay, to. Okay, so you got three and There's four. There's two more, yeah. We're going to do both of them today. Oh. <laughs> I'm supposed to do two, two more before tomorrow. Sweet. And Jesse, can oh, you... I crank it out. You tell them a little bit about your personal podcast sort of yeah, thing? Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. where I interview people from my life. Uh, it, it It's two strangers <laughs> interviewing each other, or me interviewing someone you probably don't know unless you actually know us in person, which uh, is just more of a personal journal, a public personal journal. Which is honestly like, uh, of course, we're all friends, and we, we know most of the people you interview uh, on the thing, but it's very interesting on for two aspects because I'm learning stuff about people I know, but also... There's a couple on there that even if you don't know these people, they're exceptionally entertaining. I'm not going to tell you which one, so go listen to well, all of them. I know them. which one you don't know. <laughs> well, there's one I don't know. Yeah. Your mom. Yeah, but, that's the one I was... But uh, there's there's some good ones on there. Even if you don't know them, and, and I think I said it last time, uh, there's an old proverb saying, whatever you want to call it, the best conversation you'll have is with a stranger. Well, I think the best com- a good conversa- one of the best conversations you might ever hear is listening to two strangers talk. Yeah. So give it a shot. And I think I say at the beginning of that first episode where I actually sat down with my mom is that's when I first plugged in the podcast studio. That's the first thing that I recorded. Mm-hmm. That was supposed mm-hmm. to be just us testing it, and it went on for like 50, over fifty minutes. Oh, nice! And it's got a <laughs> lovely intro. Speaking of intros, yours is a nice little piano line. Oh yeah, it's yeah. very pretty. Kind of sad, even though the, the content isn't sad, but it's just like <laughs> very mellow. It's mellow. It's definitely mellow. But uh, mellow give guy. all of the other five sister slash brother podcasts a listen on the Awesome Podcast Network, and, and there might be a new one rating. coming soon. Yes, a, I'm a excited tease about this next one. week about that one because Dana's looking at us quizzically because we haven't briefed him yet. <laughs> this just came about like literally five minutes before I left work, so we'll talk about it later, and we'll talk about it to you people. I mean that in a good way. <laughs> you? What do you mean, you people? I mean you people listening. Hey, what do you mean? Hey. hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> just because they well, I don't know I was going to say Alana I butchered it so first you're attacking the Indians and I, okay <laughs> it's probably a good time to finish yeah let's get out up. of here before something bad happens awesomepods.com help us in the wallets please <laughs> yeah uh, and all that's going to go uh, we haven't talked about off camera but I mean you know Jesse did off invest off camera a, I'm sorry I'm an actor <laughs> you're such a star I'm so vain oh you mean this camera in front of me doesn't work sedgleyfilms.com by the way yeah check that out I was thinking about streaming our podcast too and have like a, just an because option there. We, we don't edit really, so yeah. why not? Yeah. Maybe let us know. Just put a camera right here. I'll be sure to take off all my clothes. Yeah, we just show up. I have no shirts on. <laughs> Some we do it at a pretty regular time, so yeah. yeah so that one be that'd be pretty cool. Let us know what you think. But again, if you need to contact us on this podcast, eightiesrevisited at gmail dot com. Of course, on Facebook and Twitter at Awesome Pods, etc., etc. And next week, everybody. One of my favorite funny movies. And again, I know I end every episode by saying it's one of my favorite blah, blah, blah movies. But this is truly one of my favorite because it spoofs mm-hmm. the, the greatest genre of film, pretty much. Yeah, I'll go ahead and say science fiction is the best genre of film. Uh, of course, we're talking about space balls. Oh, shit. There goes the podcast. So Raspberry. tune in next week as we discuss <laughs> space balls. And Daniel's going to love it because now that he's seen Star Wars last year, He'll get a lot of the jokes that he might not have gotten because I, I believe you have seen Spaceballs before. Is that correct? Once. Once, but you probably didn't know what the hell was going on. Not really. Like, why are they in space? <laughs> well, well, I don't understand <laughs> any of this. But let's tune in next week to see Daniel's thoughts on that. Why we'll is the see ship you then. so long? <laughs> that made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs>
It's, it's that it's that naked gun. You know, yeah. it's that that type of comedy, Mel, a Mel Brooksian comedy. Yeah. So tune in next week for our thoughts on that. And until next time, I remain Trey Harris. I remain Daniel San Angelo. Is your name? <laughs> no, I'm Daniel. No, Jesse Zedley. <laughs> Cowabunga! this show and more on facebook.com slash awesome pods and follow us on twitter at awesome pods 